A few months ago, it came out that Facebook was thinking about creating a new version of its Instagram app, designed for children under 13. Facebook says this product would solve a problem. Kids aren't supposed to be on social media, but they are. So this would be a safer Instagram, with parental controls and without advertising. But the backlash to this idea has been intense. There's been a lot of scrutiny about a product that hasn't yet been released, Instagram for kids under 13. And lawmakers have sent a letter to Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, pressing him on plans to create a version of Instagram for kids. Facebook is being urged to abandon plans to create a new version of Instagram. And then this week, 44 attorneys general called on Facebook to stop development of the app altogether including New Jersey's Attorney General, Gerbeer Graywall. This is an idea without any upside, with tremendous downside and potential danger to our children. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Friday, May 14th. Coming up on the show, why a social media app that doesn't even exist yet, has provoked such an outcry. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. Back in March, lawmakers at the House of Representatives held a hearing with the heads of Facebook, Google, and Twitter. The title of the hearing was Disinformation Nation. They were called before Congress in the wake of the Capitol riots to talk about what role their platforms played on January 6th. This is our colleague Brad Reagan, a deputy tech editor. It was shaping up to be kind of the classic D.C. hearing that was split along partisan lines. But instead of sticking to the topic of the hearing, the questioning took an unexpected turn. About 40 minutes in, Representative Kathy McMorris-Rogers, a Republican from Eastern Washington, began to talk about social media's impact on children. Do you know what convinced me big tech is is a destructive force? It's how you've abused your power to manipulate and harm our children. Rogers was the first of several lawmakers from both parties to bring up their concerns about social media for their own children. I have, uh, I have two daughters and a son with a disability. Let me be clear. I do not want their future manipulated by your algorithms. I do not want their self-worth defined by the engagement tools you built to attract their attention. And then kind of out of nowhere, everybody started talking about the effect on kids. How many more children are gonna be addicted while you still study the problem? The more time my first grader spends scrolling through an app, the less time she is playing outside or enjoying face-to-face interactions with us. Big tech is essentially handing our children a lit cigarette and hoping they stay addicted for life. 
was really bipartisan. There were Democratic lawmakers making that point, but also Republicans as well. And it seemed to be the one issue that everyone agreed on. In response, the tech CEOs broadly said they've looked at the research and they've spent time developing tools to make their platforms safe for young users. Here's Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg. The way we design our algorithms is to encourage meaningful social interactions. So it's a common misconception that our teams are, are, are gold or, or even have goals of trying to increase the amount of time that people spend. And one thing Facebook is thinking about developing to encourage those interactions is that kid's version of Instagram. Florida Republican Gus Bilirakis brought it up at the hearing. Mr. Zuckerberg, we have heard you acknowledge mistakes about your products before. There are now uh, media reports of an Instagram for under 13 being launched. My goodness. I find that very concerning, targeting this particular age bracket, 13 and under. A week prior to the hearing, BuzzFeed had published an internal Instagram memo saying the company wanted to create a version of the app that is safe for children. Zuckerberg and Bilirakis went back and forth on it. There is clearly a, a, a large number of people under the age of 13 who would want to use a service like Instagram. We currently do not what allow would, them to do that, I think. What would be, uh, the, what would be beneficial uh, for, to our children to launch this kind of service? Well, uh, Congressman, I think helping people stay connected with friends and learn about different content online is broadly positive. There are clearly issues that need to be thought through and worked out, including how parents can control the experience of of kids, especially kids under the age of 13. But I, I think that something like this could be quite helpful. This has been Zuckerberg's position. The Internet has good things to offer younger users, and younger users want access to social media. But Facebook is constrained in what it can offer because of a law protecting users under 13. The law is meant to keep companies from collecting and disseminating children's personal information. So kids under 13 are not supposed to be on platforms like Instagram. The issue for Facebook and the other tech companies is that many underage kids are on their platforms anyway. Here's Brad. The reality is we all know that kids are on social media. They they get on sometimes with their parents' consent so that kids can watch YouTube at night while parents make dinner or so they can message with friends. And so Facebook's perspective was, look, we're just being honest. Everybody knows kids are on Instagram. So let's build a product that is designed for them that can have some guardrails that make parents comfortable. How would it be different from Instagram as we know it? Two main ways. Um, they wouldn't allow advertising. And then there would also be parental controls that would show parents how their kids are using it. So they would have some window into what their kids are doing on social media. This isn't the first time that Facebook has tried to make a kid's version of one of its apps. Back in 2017, the company created a messenger app for children that had parental controls. This came up at the hearing. Do you currently have any limitations on your own kids' use of your products? Sure. Congresswoman, my, my daughters are five and three, and they don't use our products. Um, actually, that's that's not exactly true. My eldest daughter, Max, I let her use Messenger Kids sometimes to message her cousins. But overall, um, the the research that we've seen is that using social apps to to connect with other people can have positive mental health benefits. Brad says that from a business perspective, 
Reaching those younger users through products like Messenger Kids or an Instagram for Kids is very important to Facebook. You know, if Facebook's going to grow, it needs people just coming through the pipeline. You know, teenagers, young adults, those are the lifeblood of social media. Those are the people that advertisers want to reach. Also, it, it comes at a time when they're under a lot of competition. Snapchat, TikTok is hugely popular among kids. So Instagram needs to be in that conversation. They need to be the cool, hip place where young people want to spend time. Since the hearing, opposition to the idea of an Instagram for kids has gathered steam. A group of Democratic lawmakers demanded details about the proposal. Child advocacy groups said it was a terrible idea. And then this week, 44 attorneys general sent Facebook a letter telling them to stop development. So we called one of them. This is a horrible, horrible, horrible idea without any upside, with tremendous downside and potential uh, danger to our children. Why Instagram for Kids is drawing such a strong reaction. That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by AARP. They have reskilling courses and career tools to help your income live as long as you do. The younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. Can you introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Sure. I'm Gerbeer Graywall. I'm the New Jersey Attorney General. Gerbeer was one of the 44 attorneys general who called on Facebook to abandon Instagram for kids. So it's a bipartisan letter, which was circulated among the attorneys general. And it raised an issue that I find to be an issue of concern as a parent of three daughters, uh, all under 12, and also as attorney general for the state of New Jersey. The letter included references to research that says social media has negative effects on teenagers. Studies that have shown that social media adversely affects young people's self-esteem. It could affect their mental health more broadly, that young people don't fully appreciate their privacy rights and they could be targeted online if they share too much information. Are we really going to trust Facebook to get it right with our most vulnerable population, our, you know, our young people? That's why you have 44 AGs signed on to this letter. The AGs also brought up something that came up in the hearing, Facebook's Messenger Kids. They mentioned an early design flaw that allowed kids to join chats with unauthorized adults. Facebook fixed the problem and notified parents. And last year, the company introduced new parental control features to the app. But Gerbeer said the incident raises concerns about Facebook's ability to protect children. We're entrusting a company to watch out for our young people, who has a horrible track record when they previously tried to do a kid's messenger app. So when I hear about Facebook putting out there that they want to make an Instagram product available to those 13 and under, my alarm bells are, are going off. Let me ask you this, who, who's gonna use this app if they develop this program? It's gonna be kids? 
and it's going to be those who target kids. Gerbier is particularly concerned about predators. Because a few years ago, he ran an undercover operation to catch people targeting young children online. We do law enforcement operations from time to time. And those operations revolve around going to online platforms targeting young people. For example, Minecraft and other games that have a chat feature associated with them. Our undercover officers will be on these games and these platforms and are often targeted by predators who are trying to meet them, who are trying to entice them to send them compromising pictures. Uh, In a recent operation, we arrested over 20 individuals who came to our undercover home. And the only connection between these potential victims and the predators was through online apps for young people. And those are not social media apps. Those are gaming apps for children. I would submit that they're social media apps because they contain a chat feature which young people use to communicate with each other and allow the same type of connectivity that Instagram would allow young people. Technically, yes, they're games, but they have a lot of other features which many parents don't know exist. The AG's letter was just a request for Facebook to drop the Instagram for Kids project. But if Facebook doesn't drop it, there could be consequences. There are many tools available to us as regulators. Uh, We're not afraid to use them. We have used them against platforms in the past. uh, And and we're vigilant. uh, And we're particularly vigilant when young people are involved. In response to the AG's letter, Facebook said that they want to give parents more visibility into what their kids are doing online and that they are consulting with experts in child development, safety, and mental health. They also said they would work with lawmakers and regulators to develop the new platform. But Brad says that the AG's letter itself may put the whole project in jeopardy. The number of attorneys general, the tone of the language in the letter, um, the bipartisan nature of it, it just seemed like something that indicated that Facebook may not be able to pull this one off. So if people don't like underage kids on regular Instagram and people don't like the idea of Instagram for kids, where does this leave Facebook? Well, I guess that's the million-dollar question. They have to do better at keeping kids off Instagram. Regulators are going to be looking at this. There will be penalties if they don't do better about it. So... If they didn't launch an Instagram for kids, they would have to find more tools that are more effective at keeping kids off. That's their job to get it right. Social media use is a societal issue. It's not just a problem with kids. So is the kind of ferocity of the backlash to this reflective of anger about social media generally and concerns about what it's doing to society? Absolutely. It's like we all complain and scream about these products and say we don't like them, but we're all on Facebook, we're all on YouTube, we're all on TikTok. They're incredible, effective platforms for communicating with people, and they're incredibly, incredibly effective for advertisers to reach consumers. So they're they're not going out of our lives anytime soon, but it just seems like people are just upset with them all the time. They don't like the way that they're consuming, but yet they can't stop. That's all for today, Friday, May 14th. 
The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Your hosts are Ryan Knutson and me, Kate Leinbaugh. The show is produced by Katherine Brewer, Gerard Cole, Pia Godkari, Martin Kessler, Annie Minoff, Laura Morris, Afif Nasuli, Ricky Novetsky, Enrique Perez, Sarah Platt, Willa Rubin, Annie Rose Strasser, and John White. Our engineers are Griffin Tanner, Nathan Singapak, and Emma Munger. Our theme music is by So Wiley. Additional music this week from Katherine Anderson, Peter Leonard, Bobby Lord, Emma Munger, So Wiley, and Blue Dot Sessions. Fact-checking by Nicole Pasulka. Thanks for listening. See you Monday.